Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hypecast! The show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And we have a special guest by the name of... <laughs> oh, you, say, you want me to say my own name? Indeed. Yeah. Yes, like, a, like a peasant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's Jason Pargin, a New York Times bestselling author, former cracked, cracked guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm too annoyed. I'm too annoyed to start the show because, and I don't want to pull back the curtain here, but we were expecting to have the Sonic 2 trailer for this yeah. show. And again, as some of you know, the way this industry works, they will, if they think there's going to be a negative reaction to a trailer, they will hold it until after our show has recorded. Mm hmm. Because they're like, oh, we know they can they can kill this thing like in the crib. Like, yeah, like, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we, cast has made can make or break a, a movie. Yeah, it's like those restaurant stuff. critics. Like you know, new new place opens. Like oh, if we don't you know please this one food writer from the New York Times. Like we're dead. It's, and yeah. So yeah, they they they're hiding it from us. It's really sneaky. Yeah, and I think this is the last hypecast we're doing for the year too. So like they're gonna sneak this out and hope we forget about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but it, we won't. It yeah, literally, we won't. It literally just dropped as we're speaking. Um, really? Uh, yeah, I'm seeing like images from it. It's a lot of scowling, a lot of scowling cartoon characters, mm-hmm. like looking determined. I don't understand yeah. Sonic fandom, but anyway, <laughs> it's uh, it's whatever. It's, I mean, yeah. I don't understand it, but like. I'm not mad at it, you know. No, like if fine. your thing is Sonic the Hedgehog, then good for you. Sure, it's 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 like anything else. It's like Mario, or yeah. you know, it, no, yeah. no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. You see, he's a hedgehog who runs fast. And no, 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 no. It, it, this has nothing to do with with the Sega Genesis and blast processing and and all of that stuff. That's all. Mm-hmm. The issue is. I, I'm not like th- there used to be a pastime of making fun of furries on the internet. I'm over that. I, like I get it; it's a thing. Sure. They're not yeah. they're not hurting anybody. But but it is clear Hollywood has is well aware that there are furries in their audience. So like the movie Zootopia, it's like oh that's that's a sexy bunny they've done there. Like the, I can right. tell this was designed to appeal to people who find that bunny attractive it's not my thing but it is clear from the design that they 
had freedom in mind because that's part of what will drive merchandise and awareness, things like that, right? So when Sonic comes out and I see like the way they've designed the Sonic and how mad people got about it, I legitimately do not know is this is this furries wanting a sexier Sonic? Because there's a fair amount of sexual Sonic content on the internet for those of you who are too there, innocent there, to. There are treasure tropes of it. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a minor thing, and, and therefore it's not a minor part of the fandom. So when the outrage over the for people that somehow missed this, they released initial like images of the Sonic for the original movie. And the the outrage over how weird it looked was so strong, they actually went back to the drawing board and re-rendered it for the entire film. I think delayed the movie over it. Mm-hmm. But to this day, I don't know if that backlash was partially coming from the people who were horny for Sonic. I don't know. There's probably a certain percentage. He did look bad. Like, he looked bad and weird. Or if and, it was and, just because they thought it was a bad and ugly design. Yeah, he looks much better now. Like it looks appropriately cartoon. Like the the original one had like human eyes and human teeth. It was real off putting. Yeah, like it so was definitely not it, sexy. It was bad, and it was yeah. It yeah. was definitely not sexy. Could have been sexier for sure. Yeah. I've never seen the first Sonic movie. I would be curious seeing the sequel. Like, is there anything in there? Like where they've it's clear they've kind of tilted it toward like hey you know it's like fan service for the it's, it's like oh you know here's the sexy Sonic girl or whatever uh, or here's Knuckles and you know he's bending right. over in front of the camera or do they just not are they ignoring that because I'm not part of that community I I don't know but it's I feel like there's definitely that's part of it yeah the first movie was a perfectly serviceable kids movie it didn't go for the sexiness uh jim carrey it left, was it left a i recall lot of the mvp on the table if we're gonna be perfectly yeah. honest yeah it did it it, it it had a lot of room to be sexy mm-hmm. and it wasn't it could have flexed those sexy muscles and it didn't it didn't yeah so i guess i don't know good for them for showing that restraint mm-hmm do we uh, want to stop the show and watch the new Sonic trailer, or, or do we think that that the listeners don't um, just don't care? I don't know I don't how think, to find I'm, it on here. Is it just buried in the tr- the trending Twitter topics? Am I going to have to try to find? Yeah, yeah, that's all I it's, did. It's pretty much all over Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm watching it right now without sound, and it looks fine. It looks like an extension of the first one. Like it's ramped up. There's more. There's more fluffy characters. Jim Carrey looks zanier, you know. It, it's a it's a whole new adventure, and that's you know sure. that's whatever. Throw, some, uh, throw knuckles in there, throw tails in there. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Throw them in an see, airplane. Uh, see, ro- robbing an armored car. Yeah, I think I think so. I think the first Sonic, like they felt the need to sort of introduce us to the world and get us, like you know, slowly used to the concept of Sonic existing. Mm-hmm. In in the live action world, and now we're we're just like we're doing it. We're right? just going hog. Like wild, it looks yeah. like he's on a treasure hunt or something. It's just a full adventure, and now we can actually like get moving. In a lot of ways, this is probably the only Sonic that matters. Um, I bet I'll actually enjoy it more than the first one. I didn't mind the first one. We reviewed it. I didn't. Any- yeah, I just didn't care yeah. we have producers to think like stealing an armor yeah, yeah i've totally i've totally wrecked your your template it's for the show you're supposed to be doing the opening the thinking of the people <laughs> who make the show possible listen, and listen, I, it's a special episode we can break format yeah that's no, like an egg is coming and there's a tornado damn this trailer 
That's, I'm not going to lie, you guys. Sonic 2 is upping the ante. It looks like a yeah. lot more is at stake this time around. Um, I think people will be excited to know that we, we have witnessed it in real time. Yeah. And they get to listen to us react. Oh yeah, Jason. Do you have any thoughts on the Sonic trailer? Is the yellow that you're Sonic is that a female Sonic or is that? I think that's Knuckles, isn't no, it? Or Knuckles is, it... is red. The yellow one, I feel like is. I don't. The the fox is tails. So yeah. Oh. That's tails. Okay. That would be the yellow one flying the airplane. Yeah, that's tails. Okay. Yeah, Knuckles does show up in the trailer as well. Where did Tails uh, I, get a pilot's license? I don't know how many hours Tails could have possibly logged in whatever alternate dimension he's from. Yeah, honestly, he probably stole that oh, there's, plane. Yeah, there's Knuckles, because Knuckles has a huge hand, right? Right. Yeah, like his name. He has uh, enormous Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this looks... Oh, yeah, Casey's shredding some powder. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Jim Carrey's got a big old mustache. Yeah, it looks extreme. Mm-hmm. It looks appropriately extreme with at least two X's. Yeah, at th- least it looks like this is a character with attitude. Yeah, yeah. You see him scarfing down those chili dogs. You don't do that mm-hmm. unless you have a sufficient amount of tood to support it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and name some producers. All right. Well, shoot, folks. We got some producers to thank. Starting with Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Ryan the Silly Money Goose. Uh, thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. <laughs> Uh, thank you to at nerd numbers. Thank you to Mike the Lurker and Fighter. I still got Fighter there. I didn't change it this time. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. Big thanks to DJ Finney. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Uh, thank you to Brockway, loves the meat, Millie. Mm. Uh, thank you to Grumblebee. Uh, thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid adorned with Christmas lights. Tis the season. Mm, Tis the season for uh, just alarmed, terrified pyramids of horses. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me jump in here. Thank you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thank you to Seismic Char's Noise. Thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Jones. Thank you. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thank you to Thank Chiz you. Lily Tits. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Breezy Thank you to Davey Francis for the revenge. Thank you. And thank you to MVB. Thank you very much. Uh, Jason, you, you noted in this doc that perhaps we should talk about what's what movies are coming up. We 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 sort of have a tradition with you where we go over this, so I, I say we do it again. Sure, yeah. It's the movies that have been delayed. Yeah, due to the pandemic, because yeah. we first recorded a show in something like maybe June of 2020 after they Hollywood came out and announced we're just pushing everything. And so that started the tradition of when I'm on the show of trying to sit down and figure out, wait, did that movie ever come out? <laughs> right. For, for example, The King's Man, the Kingsman sequel, this would be Kingsman 3? Yeah, shocked to find a prequel. I, I specifically remember this movie coming out, people watching it, reviews, TV ads. Uh, apparently not, because it's coming out in December twenty second this this year. A movie because I when I saw the ads for it, I thought, oh, they're, they've already made a part four. It's like no, it's the one that's been sitting on it's on the, the shelf for yeah. literally yeah. more than two years. It's supposed to come out in September twenty twenty. Um, I had this discovery. I was watching a like I, I went to the theater. Uh, last week and they had trailers and yeah i 
had this shock then as well i want to let you guys know that september 2020 was actually its fourth release date (laughs) this movie movie was originally pushed pushed back in 2019 like it was supposed to come out in november of 2019 and then they bumped it to uh february i guess because it was like a schedule reshuffle so i remember at the time it was like oh it must not be very good if they're moving it to february and then of course the pandemic happened (laughs) Wow. So this movie was actually supposed to come out like three fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. There's actors in it that are like dead now or in yeah. jail. It's, it's like, it's got like a guest spot from Bill Cosby because that was from before he was infamous or whatever. It's just right. such, such a long time in the world. It uh, Is anybody excited for this? I didn't see the second one i thought it bombed i thought the second one bombed so hard that it killed the franchise but i guess not they're still i guess not i remember it not getting great reviews but okay i'm looking it up now it did it made money okay um it just nobody it it got terrible reviews right Um, it's kind of a shame because matthew vaughn who directs these I really like his early stuff. I believe he did Layer Cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did one of the X-Men. And he has that Guy Ritchie style. In fact, he's worked with Guy Ritchie. Uh, Kick-Ass, that's another one. And I do. I think his style is really good until you pour CGI on it. Like, that's my personal opinion, which is my problem with these. Which is, that, like, the action is less, like, charming when it's all CGI action. Uh, so, like, these, I just sort of... I don't know. These, I I just, they don't appeal to me anymore. That's fair. I actually have never, I've never seen any of the Kingsman movies. Really? Yeah. The first one was fine. That's what I hear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. It's, uh, you know, totally fine. Totally fine movies. Sure. People like them and so be it. Um, but uh, the uh, like Mission Impossible Seven, which is you know was in the news because of that uh, leaked recording of Tom Cruise going crazy on his <laughs> yeah. crew there about them not following COVID protocols, and that that went out as under the guise of wow, Tom Cruise is such a jerk, you shouldn't talk to people like that. And I don't know, I was like, man, he's. <laughs> He's trying to he's get not. them to put their mask on. Like clearly, this is not the first time he's had to say this, and he's growing frustrated. Right. And he's got this, you know, probably quarter of a billion dollar project entirely on his shoulders. And yeah, it probably is hard to then watch some guy towing cable around with his mask under his chin, putting everyone at risk. And because you know, the whole issue was right. you couldn't get these film shoots insured insurers just wouldn't insure them so they somehow had wrangled it so that they were getting coverage and could do it but it's like man if we get one positive test we're dead like they shut this all down everybody you all lose your jobs do you understand and i don't know uh like he lost as cool as me as someone who was a a boss who lost his cool frequently i sympathize (laughs) it's it comes it comes from a place of stress it comes from a place of fear like i'm trying to protect your jobs Right. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I don't know. We don't have to rehash that news story, but yeah. But anyway, the movie is coming out September of next year, it turns out. I thought it was coming out this Christmas. I thought it was 
uh, which that makes no sense. We would be inundated with ads by now. But I'm saying yeah. I spent all year thinking it was a Christmas this year movie. And then suddenly on December 9th, it's like, wait, did Mission Impossible 7 come out? No, it's been put. No, so this is point of fact. They're already filming eight. Like, yeah. oh yeah, they just went ahead and moved on. This is this is its fourth release day because it was going to mm-hmm. be spring twenty twenty and then fall twenty or spring twenty twenty one, then fall twenty twenty one, and then spring twenty twenty two, and then they finally moved back to fall twenty twenty two. You would assume it will meet that date. I don't know how it's, long the new variant is going to be around or if they're going to shut down theaters again. But, yeah, they're just filming the next one. It's wild because, like, you remember when movies would come out and then, like, we'd wait. They'd, like, wait to see how the movies did and then they'd make another. Now they're, like, banking them like they're podcast right, episodes. Yeah, like they're, they're, like, <laughs> like they're epi- yeah, episodes of a TV show. It's like now we're going to record yeah. a bunch at once what else are you, put them out. What else are you going to do? That's fair. Yeah. yeah and honestly, and you yeah. don't want you don't want Tom Cruise just out there on his own doing stuff. You want to keep him occupied with right. movies. <laughs> he needs to be monitored. For the good of everyone. He needs yeah. to be yeah. monitored for the good of everyone. You don't want everyone. to hear that he has purchased an island somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for the sure. Mission Impossible movies are the equivalent of those toys in like a doctor's waiting room. Mm, <laughs> we gotta right. keep Tom Cruise occupied. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, speak- I mean Speaking of which, yeah, Top Gun. Yeah. Remember the Top Gun movie that was supposed to come out in, I don't know, twenty fifteen, twenty nineteen. My God, I am so I'm still excited. This is one of the only ones that I have maintained my excitement for, uh, and I'm not even a big Top Gun fan. No, it's There's because just... it's uh, Joseph Kaczynski directing, and he made exactly Tron Legacy and a couple of other cool movies. Like he's a good director. And Oblivion, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a very in terms of visuals, he's an amazing director. Uh, and so, like, I'm I'm just psyched for that alone. Plus, it's going to be it's a Tom Cruise movie, so you're it's actually going to be actual fighter jets and aerial photography. And not right. and not just a bunch of CGI oh, yeah. models. He absolutely stole a, an F fourteen to make <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be him in the cockpit flying it. Like yeah. so, no, I, I have I have no doubt this will be a, 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 a at least a decent movie. But yeah, it has been gathering dust on a, on somebody's hard drive since uh, the. The tail end of the Trump years. Like I'm trying to remember. Right. I'm trying to remember twenty, like summer of 2019, because this it got pushed back. Like the other one we mentioned earlier, it got pushed back for non-pandemic reasons once, mm-hmm. and then fell into pandemic and just been in limbo. Because like, how else would it? Tom Cruise obviously has moved on to shoot the Mission Impossible things. Like obviously, it's been in the can for a while. Um, but I now like I'm trying to think back to summer of 2019 and it just it, it you might as well it's like the the fall of ancient rome like i i don't even know what what we were doing in that era what we were watching i uh, yeah uh, i don't know end game i think i can't even remember but yeah like tom, tom cruise is visibly older than he was yeah so you're seeing these trailers like he does not look like that right now <laughs> It's wild how much, how like millions, if not billions of dollars are riding on Tom Cruise, not like getting a Twitter account or saying anything wrong publicly. You know what I mean? Like they, they, 
I feel like these studios are like, please, for the love of God, Tom, just lay low until we get these movies out. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, Dave, Don't commit any crimes. Dave, he is so micro. They auditioned uh, uh, girlfriends for him. Like he's so right. I mean, if the Scientology documentaries are to be believed, let me put that out there for legal sure, reasons. Sure. But like he is so micromanaged. Like, oh, like, yeah. Lord, no, he wouldn't have a Twitter account that he would actually personally be tweeting from. Right. Uh, yeah. For and the to be clear, you pointed out. Yeah, yeah we, exactly. We are fortunate that he went into film and not something else. I'm just saying <laughs> uh, he is. Yeah, that is one very disciplined and driven person. And yeah, he he has recovered from things that would have sunk any other famous person. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, we can't stay mad at Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, because he could yeah. be a cult leader anytime he wants. He could just <laughs> flip it on and start a cult. And uh, yeah. point of fact, if I remember correctly, he did. He before he started acting, he was a seminary student. Like he was literally going to be like a religious. He was on his way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, My goodness. Anyway, so that's next year. I guess the the point I wanted to I wanted to make on the show next year is crowded with stuff you've got dr strange into the multiverse of the mouth of the multiverse of madness i, I don't mm. remember what the, that's in may next year that would be the that's not memorial day i guess but whatever the, the, that may window it's indiana jones day. five <sighs> My yeah God. how He's gonna old be so old when this how old is harrison out. ford somebody look it up how old is harrison ford he's he's uh. damn near 80 he's like 78 I, I'm looking at it. I have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, was, he is 79, 79. years old. <laughs> um, I, I do not know at all whether or not Indiana Jones 5 will be any good. I am telling you, the press tour and the press junket with Harrison Ford will be a treasure. Yeah, it'll be incredible. It will be must watch. I would pay movie theater ticket prices. To watch cranky eighty-one-year-old Harrison Ford, because again, this is—we're talking—that's July next year. Uh, having to talk about, you know, because now by now everyone knows how like, like what a curmudgeon he is. So reporters like intentionally try to get him to. So they they love to spring that like, well, did did Han shoot first? Ha <laughs> ha, and just yep. to see him get mad. Uh, and as he gets older, he you know cares less and less, obviously, because what are you going to do? It's you can't cancel him now. He's uh, yeah. So yeah, that will be amazing. And of course, as everyone has been looking, this is all I'm hearing about. You know, next year, this time <laughs> next year, one year from now, uh, December sixteenth, twenty twenty two. Of course, Avatar two. Finally, <laughs> all of America has this- had Avatar fever since. <laughs> What year did this that come out? 2009? 2009. Yeah, yeah. The last 13 years in Avatar Con every year, everybody's showing up in costume and the toys, you know, still popular with it kids. Has, that's, it's, you know, I've seen books have been written about it, but it's really staggering how Avatar has maintained its popularity since 2009. Like it's people mm-hmm. still everywhere you go. It's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the main character, the protagonist's name, who... All three of us instantly know. Uh, nope. Jake Sully. Wait. Jake Sully. Of yep. course. Yep. It's Jake yep. Sully. Yep. Obviously. Obviously. So do you know when they were first going to release this movie? <laughs> I 
Uh, like, no. December 2014. <laughs> <laughs> that is almost that 10 was so years. long fucking time yeah. ago. Star was, was to co-star Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh my god. Filming finally started in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the digital the digital work started in 2017. So like this movie is locked down. Uh whatever it is. It was locked down before they started actually filming it. Uh what a nightmare. I can't wait to watch it. It's got like Tom Holland in it playing a toddler. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like like it, it is 6 years old it, when he was a child. It is possible that it will be the best like the highest grossing movie in the world because everybody will go see it ironically. Uh, because like I, I I want to know what this is gonna be I, so bad. Hey, I straight up am <laughs> eager to see what that first trailer looks like because yeah. it, it yeah. will either be like mind boggling or it will look like the worst thing ever filmed. It, it, is, the, mm-hmm. it is the Chinese democracy of movies. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, referring man. to a specific album from a band. If for those of you listening think <laughs> Tom just said said something extremely offensive there. He's, oh. It's, He's it's talking about the, a Guns N' Roses album that was promised for like 20 straight years. And when it came out, it was uh, most of the band had been fired and it was. It was just <laughs> Axl Rose at that point. And yeah, just Axl Rose and several people who he lured into the studio. And uh, anyway, but uh, and then all of all of the franchise stuff that got backed up. Next year has got the Jurassic World sequel. Of course, the Batman movie starring um, uh, Robert, I want to Robert say Robert Pattinson. Patrick. That would be a different. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. I, w- I want to see that Batman movie, but yes. Absolutely. Uh, another Minions movie. The next Thor movie. Black Adam. Black Panther 2. Aquaman 2. Like all of that. You think about how that's all going to be packed into the same two release windows basically you got summer and and holidays but this is where everything landed unless god forbid the pandemic is somehow still going on next year and they have to push it again it should be a traffic jam because you know stuff has been out of production like there was a long window where nothing had been shot so we're in a little bit of a like this this holiday season like we've got the james bond movie that was long delayed you know um and of course we've got um, wait, what else is coming this year before the end of the year? Oh, Spider Man, the Matrix, Spider Man, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's a lot. Movie. I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of these they're doing like late last next year because they're scared the pandemic won't be over. Mm-hmm. But like, what if it it there's like a dip? You know, like right now everybody's going to theaters. What if it gets bad again, and they just have to delay it again? It's just it's a gamble, no matter what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, I want to note real quick, Avatar 2 also has a budget of $250 million. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Anywho. That's that's the budget they've chosen to report. Tell us. If it's yeah. been farting around for eight years, like that's people being paid that whole time. Like that's generally what drives a budget way, way, way up is if a movie has been in the works forever and ever because you're tying up studio space and everything else. Or if they just had to reshoot the entire movie at the last minute, which right. has also occurred at, at various times. But um, the one thing I was looking at, I was trying to figure out what the Star Wars movie is next year because I was looking in that slate 
and realized there wasn't one. So then went Googled it. It's like, well, what's what's the new, like, wasn't there a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff movie or is there a new trilogy? That, like, And it turns out there's, at the moment, nothing scheduled. Yeah. That Rogue yeah. Squadron yeah. movie to be directed by Patty Jenkins has got delayed due to un- unnamed creative differences. There's not even, I've not even seen speculation about a year or for that. And then everything else is just vague rumors. Like the, allegedly the Ryan Johnson new trilogy is still technically a thing that could possibly happen. Um, but I, there's like five other rumored films, some of which, cause like the Boba Fett movie got dumped into Disney plus as a series that got like that production just got converted yeah, to series. It seems like most of the, well, not even, it seems like all of the star Wars stuff that's coming out, it's all Disney plus shows like the, uh, I can't. I forget what the character's name is, Our, but it's the Padawan character from uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. Her show's coming out. Um, I yeah. see. I had no idea. Are, the Obi Wan thing those, is going to be a show, right? Are those two different departments? They tend to be, right? With like the TV department uh, and film. I would because I. I guess I'm wondering. I'm wondering if what happened with that last Star Wars really resonated with them or something, and they they decided to like change i don't know like it really seems like there was a real shit show in making that original trilogy even behind the scenes like if you like everything i've read about it behind the scenes it just really seems like there was a lot of problems and maybe they're reassessing because it was that whole thing where they announced like we're gonna do a new star wars every Every year year. yeah and then they came out and they're like never mind (laughs) yeah and so I wonder if they're like paying attention to what people were saying, and I, are now like. I think it would mm. be hard to mm, ignore uh, the, yeah. the reaction to Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So that's, I think so that too. Probably has a lot to do with it. I guess. I guess I'm just kind of shocked. the The idea that Star Wars is just a TV show now. Um, right is very weird, weird yeah, to me but they they probably already have made their money back from the lucasfilm purchase just through merchandising rights like they mm-hmm. probably have sold enough toys and stuff like those baby yoda toys probably sold enough on their own to pay them back for what they so you know it's just i don't know i i always still think of it as a big screen experience and the idea of the, the like nobody is looking forward to the next star wars movie whatever it is that's a new thing in my lifetime yeah, because you know, I was born they, with these movies. Literally that it's, never happened. Yeah, in yeah. the time I've been alive, but I I don't doubt that if I went and asked, you know, any of my friends who've got kids that are teenagers or younger kids, are they are you pumped for the new next Star Wars movie? Whatever it is, they'd say I don't even I haven't even seen the last ones. Like I don't. Right. I, I don't know. The Lucasfilm logo is now like the from the mind of M Night Shyamalan in trailers. Yeah. Like it comes <laughs> up and everybody's like, ah, all right, fuck. Just, uh, how long is <sighs> it going to do that? Four years, just four short years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. The biggest uh, franchise in, in in history, arguably, to uh, a TV series that kind of a few people are interested in. I don't know. Anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, should we talk about trailers? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, we should probably talk about trailers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess this is as good as any time. Yeah. Um. Well, let's 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 discuss this new Matrix Resurrections trailer. This is uh, we we discussed it la- a different trailer a different last one. week as yeah, well. Yeah, this is interesting. Where each 
new Matrix, because I'm not a huge Matrix fan. Um, I like the first movie. I don't care for the sequels. And it just never, I never got super into it. Um, so, like, when this movie was announced, I was like, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, but, like, each trailer that comes out, I'm, like, weirdly getting more excited for it. Yeah, because like, the first one, the first trailer was just, here's a series of things you've seen before. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's Neo stopping the bullets with his hand. Here's somebody, you know, jumping off a building. It was just like a highlight reel of, hey, we reshot some stuff from 20 right. years ago. And, you know, and, and only in, in the era of somehow worse CGI. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so now they've revealed like that they've started to hint at the hook that there's something here with you know were the previous movies part of like this this cycle or probably this illusion or something that is at least promising something interesting rather than oh no it's, we have to do the exact same thing last time we have to neo has to wake himself up again to the matrix or whatever yeah if it and i, I mean I'm, I'm sure this is a, a theory that's going around the internet but just from what i've guessed watching these trailers if the premise turns out to be that like the original trilogy was uh, all just part of the matrix. Like they never got out. They're all still in the matrix. I will lose my mind. Like that's like, that's right. That's a, a, for some reason, like that idea really appeals to me. I don't know why. I mean, that certainly uh, it appeals to me, but that is in my mind also the easiest answer of course yeah. to how you revive it. It does seem like what they're doing is a soft reboot, but mm-hmm. they're, they're actually giving, the cliche of a soft reboot some sort of narrative purpose where like i feel like the first half is gonna repeat a lot of beats from the original film and then maybe they'll like break out of that pattern you know something like i think the idea is that yeah perhaps they're trapped in the matrix and they're repeating a lot of stuff over again Mm -hmm. you know because in this trailer there's definitely like the trinity escaping the cops stuff and like the rooftop helicopter stuff and flipping in the hallways and agent smith is back and i i just hope they use that cliche of the reboot uh to their advantage rather than just doing a reboot Mm -hmm. with reboots it's hard to tell until you watch it almost like was this something they made because they had like this vision of we've got this really interesting place we can take the lore or was it made because they were just like, Hey, I would like to, it'd be fun for us to get together and make something again. Keanu, you want to do another matrix or something? You know what I mean? It, like, yeah. It's like sometimes like sequels that come way, way later. Um, it's, it's, or you I, know, like the ghostbusters afterlife thing where it was kind of, I don't know. It's like a weird tribute movie. Um, So here, the whole nature of this, the whole point of this franchise is that it's like these mind blowing kind of mind twisting ideas and deep, you know, diving into these ideas of, of control and how society controls you and free will and how systems give you the illusion of control. Like there's always this interesting stuff at play. It would be, it would be sad if they, if it kind of just turns out to be an excuse for the, the the action scenes, right? Like, Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I honestly think it's both. I think the Wachowskis have had kind of, I, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of their newer films and Sense8 I really liked, but 
but I think it's seen as like a bad run that they had, right? Jupiter Ascending was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and then you have like Lana Wachowski's response to the red pilling stuff, which was amazing. Uh, where the you know the idea of red pilling has become like this right wing terminology, and so I think that's like a frustration, and I think that there's like. We've all sort of sensed, like, you know, it really seems like now's a good time for another Matrix. Like, I feel like that was all kind of a thing people were talking about. So I, I feel like there might have been some point where they're like, we should really figure out another Matrix. And it probably started there. Kind of just like the Matrix sequels. Like, the first Matrix was very conclusive. Yeah. And then they're like, man, we need more. And so they're like, wow, we'll figure it out. And, the you know, the Matrix is so, like, abstract that you can really like whip out whatever bullshit you want Mm -hmm. to like explain it and so it's it's like yeah fuck it you know um it's hard because i think the the only matrix movie that wasn't just a vehicle for action scenes was the first one right yeah well, it's kind of heartbreaking to think of it that way because i they've always they've always made these really bold choices and it sucks that it's it's like kind of greeted with, oh, this thing you made is ridiculous and it looks ridiculous. And it's and it's like, yeah, but they, how many really interesting big budget filmmakers do you have? That is not an, like who will really go out and make something that's a, a tone that's totally different from what you would normally see. Mm-hmm. Um, right. or, or it's like an idea or a concept that's just so totally out there that they're willing to make it look ridiculous and make it look Weird, because again, I, I've made this point probably on previous episodes of the show that the original Star Wars was a weird movie. Like, it was right. so weird, they didn't want to release it. And it's like, people, if you, you understand, you're never going to get the next Star Wars unless you let weirdos make weird stuff. Like, George Lucas is a weird guy with weird ideas. So like, his original draft right. of the Star Wars movie was nuts. But you need that. You're not going to get the next phenomenon unless you let people take these weird risks. And I hate the idea that it's like, if you're going to get a budget to make another big movie, it's got to be the one franchise that makes money. Like, that's it. Like, this is the only thing we're going to give you a budget for. I I hope that wasn't it, but I don't know. Right. But you're, yeah, you're absolutely right where, like, you look at Jupiter Ascending and Cloud Atlas and it's like, man, those are really original films. Yeah. Uh, Are they good? Mm, You know. They they got some problems. I like Cloud Atlas a lot. I kind of uh, do too. <laughs> yeah, Jupiter Ascending is really schlocky, yeah. but I also kind of appreciate that. Uh, and yeah, maybe we should have jumped on Jupiter Ascending and made like six of them. Like maybe I maybe we lo- we missed that chance. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I hope this movie is great. And like I I'm still enjoying Marvel, but I do you know wouldn't it be fun if like everybody was just suddenly really into the Matrix next, you know like uh, that's Get the next 10 thing. Ten years of the Matrix, hell yeah. Yeah, until we're like, oh my god, I'm so sick of the Matrix. I just think that'd be a funny timeline to live in. So yeah, no, I'm I'm for it. Bring me the Matrix future. Yeah, the date that comes out see. on is that right around Christmas? That the twenty what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right before Christmas. It's like the twenty second, I think. Yep. Uh, it'll also yes. be on HBO Max though, so if you don't want to go out to the theater, you can just kind of sit at home and watch it with your Christmas tree. Or oh wow! Which, I'm going to be in Massachusetts, and I'm going to have to see this in the theater that I saw the original Matrix. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited about that. 
Um, so that is going to be another day and date streaming where they're going to have no clue whatsoever. Like the press and the general audience will have no idea whether or not it was considered a success. Yes. Because yeah. the actual box office ticket sales will obviously be depressed by the fact that it's running simultaneously on streaming. Same thing mm-hmm. would happen with Suicide Squad um, reboot, and we'll just never know. Because how do you, like, even how does HBO even measure the success of that? Like, they can see viewership numbers, but did it drive subscriptions? Do they make money? Um, so Who can say? I don't know. Uh, I bet it'll do really well, though, even mm. what, by whatever numbers they have. I also like that this December, combined with the new Spider-Man, is like this is the winter of going back to like 2003. <laughs> like we're just we're just reliving the early 2000s. Yeah, the third, uh, and that's uh, yeah. great. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Oh man, let's uh, let's move on. All right, next trailer is for Gold. Yeah, this is. Zac Efron guarding gold in the desert. Like and, a really big piece of gold. Yeah, like while his friend is like, I'm going to pick you up. And like, there's no one there. So it, I don't know. Maybe just go with your friend and come back with him. But he's there. And he's like falling apart. Yeah, he's getting like irradiated by the sun. So I think it is a post-apocalyptic movie. Okay. Cause, yeah, because in our, our notes, I have the question, is this portraying a post-apocalypse or is it just Australia? <laughs> because I mean, it's just, it could be it's a desert that's like totally uninhabitable is the premise but i don't know if this is supposed to be like a post-nuclear thing because if it is it's like well what good is a bunch of gold going to do you in a post-nuclear society right. you're going to want to trade in cool stuff out of it you can make like hats <laughs> yeah you can make gold hats um, jaunty little wasteland hats like the richest person in a post-apocalypse has like access to clean water and canned food and stuff it's not gold it's like oh i got i can make jewelry it's like well all right well, look, look at you you're you're mr yeah. you're mr fancy with your gold um but no it, it looks like this very tight tense thriller in a trailer that really does seem to take you right through the whole movie it does right yeah it, it kind of feels like every single beat of the movie is in this trailer but i don't know uh, but no and i i'm so ashamed to admit i don't I'm blanking on why Zac Efron is famous. He came from what? High School Musical. Ah, I, of course, did know that. I was just testing (laughs) testing you guys. But no, this is is why the the publicity is around like, oh, Zac Efron has transformed himself into this desert uh, person who's being, he's like ugly. He made himself ugly for this movie. Right. It's not a. It's it's a kind of premise that usually appeals to me, um, like a single person trapped in a single location. Um, so yeah. we'll. I mean, we'll see. Uh, it it the trailer, like we said, does kind of show you every beat, but I don't know. Maybe it could still could be, be interesting. interesting. I don't know. Um, There's a, probably really cheap to make. What's mm-hmm. the Mads Mikkelsen movie in this genre that he made, where he was a guy in the Arctic? Oh gosh, ice. Uh, uh, his plane had crashed. I know what you're. It, oh, it was like last polar, year, polar. That's it. Um, but that was uh, that. In my view, is the my all-time favorite of that, where it's one or two people in a desperate survival situation, uh, and it just keeps getting more and more tense, and they, they keep getting more and more beaten up as it goes. Um, um, I see that his co-star in this movie is Vanessa Hudgens, Jason. So I, I feel like you're just a really big High School Musical fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had no idea, but yeah, this is this <laughs> appears to be this appears to be their. They went to their agent and said, "I want something that's going to er- bury all of that, mm-hmm. all of that old uh, that teen teen movie stuff." And then five six years <laughs> from now, they'll be doing another high school musical movie. <laughs> oh man, they better because <laughs> where they're playing the teachers in the high school or whatever. Because right, yeah, they they had to retreat back to back to safety. <laughs> um. All right, well, let's keep moving. Let's talk about Studio 666. I, man, I almost put this in movies that deserve more hype because I was like, where did this come from? Yeah, it sort of came out (laughs) of nowhere. It's just, it's Dave Grohl and the rest of the Foo Fighters uh, recording their new album, but also they're being possessed by evil demons. So is this a full-blown feature-length film they've made? Or is this just like a fun tie-in video that's going to be on YouTube? Like, is this going to be a theatrical release? It says it's coming to theaters. Buy your tickets now. So I assume this is a full-blown theatrical experience. (laughs) See, if I was was, uh, rich on like a level of Dave Gold, this is the type of thing I like to think I would do. Yeah, in terms of absolutely. like uh, you know making just making a fun movie like because you now have the you know you've got the influence to get it released actually get it made get get some money invested in it and it's clearly it's a fun like they're all getting torn apart by monsters and stuff they clearly yeah, they're you know, like oh yeah blasting on it shooting lightning and and fireballs at each it's clearly like Dave Grohl's house is where it takes place yeah. <laughs> so in reality i know for a fact that if i had that exact same amount of money and influence i would just do nothing with it right, i, I yeah. would not i would not do this i would <laughs> i would spend even more time just scrolling on my phone because it's like you can't stop me i'm <laughs> I don't have that. Uh, no. I'm untouchable now. <laughs> I can do even less than I was doing before. It's yeah. It's it's what fascinates me about people like Elon Musk. It's like if I had that much money, I, you, I would not be anywhere near Twitter. Right. I would, um, you, would I wanna... nev- you would never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to note that it's story by credit Dave Grohl, and then screenplay credit is the guy who wrote. Uh, uh, pet the new pet cemetery as well as the grudge uh the new grudge sure and uh the new jacob's ladder so he clearly just like got a horror writer yeah, yeah he had he an idea like, this. and they had a conference call and, th- and they sent this guy off to write a screenplay I, yeah. we, please listeners we're not saying this movie will be good no <laughs> right it's 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 clear they had fun making it and i'm sure that i'm sure that music fans will this will be a treasured part of their archives or whatever to have this this film that exists because like kiss yeah. made several movies people forget that back in their heyday and they were like at least one of them was some sort of a horror movie right you guys oh yeah with the kiss this, yeah like psycho circus or something yeah right same with guar this used to be a thing yes that bands would do the, the beatles made several movies yeah they sure did yeah. Uh, this will feature Will Forte, Jeff Garland, Whitney Cummings, Leslie Grossman. So, yeah, again, it's just them having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Yeah, check out the trailer. It it looks like kind of thrown together too. Like the effects look kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is it is not meant to be taken seriously either. So you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure it'll be a, a delightful little time for for fans of dave grohl and the foo fighters yeah um all right well let's let's keep chugging along here uh station 11 
this is a TV show? Yeah, it's a limited series on Amazon. I, th- I think I think it's Amazon. Oh, it's HBO, HBO Max. Max. HBO Max. It's, uh, yeah. So post-apocalypse, uh, after a flu wipes out most of the world, this, this girl hides out in this train station with this strange uh, strange man that just happens to, to rescue her off the street when, when all the shit's going down. And it's about, like, people emerging several years later and trying to rebuild society, I think. Yeah, and Lori Petty is there for literally one shot she of sure the trailer. Is, and it was a delight to see her. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, um, shit, it's Lori Petty. It's- Tank girl. Yeah, this is based on a famous novel that is an award-winning, hugely selling, famous novel. And I think, in my understanding, because I almost bought it one time until I found out it was about a pandemic. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's an opposed apocalypse, and there there's like this acting troupe going from like settlement to settlement, and it's about these people like trying to keep hope and humanity alive, and is probably. A very a tragic and sad or maybe not i don't know i will never read it or watch this mm-hmm. uh i there may be there may come a time when i'm old and gray when i will be in the mood to watch a movie or tv show about a pandemic and about how people act in a pandemic and and all of that it is not today it will not be next year it will not be in the year 2030 it, it will be i predict a long while before i'm in the mood to ever watch something on the subject Wait, it's about an acting troupe? Yeah, because that's, that's the oh, point. Is no. they're, well, no, but that's the point, is they're kind of like trying to give people some source of joy. Like they're putting yeah, on like, right. like a little show, and they're, it's this ragtag little group of performers going from settlement to settlement and trying to like remind people, like keep the flame of creativity and humanity right. alive. And creativity. Like, I it's, just, like, it's like the Postman, I, right? Where they were trying to rebuild yeah, the post office I, because uh, that's like the first... The, the I foundation just want, of society or something. It clearly is the postman. I was not going to say that because I didn't want to turn people against it. Because <laughs> infamously, the movie destroyed Kevin Costner's career. It is uh, quite literally the postman. Uh, I just, I, I really want to see a version of this where instead of an acting troupe, it's an improv troupe. And they just keep getting oh, like run out of every town. <laughs> Dave, it's, it's a post-apocalypse. They're not working from any scripts, man. Like, it yeah, is that's an true. <laughs> yeah, because all I could think is if I was in like some post-apocalyptic cluster of people and an acting troupe showed up, like, "Hey, gang, we're gonna have fun tonight," I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of my town right now!" <laughs> but I guess, I guess they got no entertainment. Uh, well, the the old remi- west had these. Like, this is because post-apocalypse right. people don't realize post-apocalypse movies is just old west genre re- remade for people that got tired of the old west. And usually, instead true. of like the the Indians, it's it's zombies or something, um, and so that was the thing that existed in old in the pioneer days, like because people like that life was a just a drudgery nightmare of just hard labor and and, and children dying. So yeah, they would come through town. It'd be a group of performers doing a variety show or something, and it was like the highlight of their year. It's same thing with you know the the circus. It's once they had railroads to tote it around. So. Um, but I assume, like, it sounds like a good premise for an ongoing series because it's kind of about their trials and tribulations and all of their, the way people deal with life in a post-apocalypse. And I am sure that other people will find this very rewarding to watch. I will not be one of those people, even if I mm-hmm. hear that this is the best show ever made. 
I will not watch it. I, I'm I'm not I'm not in the mood. Just the same as if you, you, if you make a movie or a series, it's like an clearly an analog for Trump or the Trump years. Might be great. I'm not going to watch it. Right. Right. Yeah, You're we... going to need at least a decade before looking at something like that. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you describing this as a western honestly made it more appealing to me. Uh because I do I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh I I but we'll see. I I haven't really watched any pandemic things yet no you God, know why the hell would you <laughs> right like if i didn't watch doesn't... a single thing that was about the pandemic like none of the stuff they made that was uh, that was about covid i haven't watched it's i have no i didn't watch the stand remake like i'm not watching any of this like i totally get that i don't i have no mm-hmm. desire to escape from the reality of a a, a historic pandemic that is uh, changing everyone's life uh right by watching a movie about a historic pandemic that is changing everyone's life it sucks because like a lot of this stuff like when was this book when did this book come out oh prior Uh, before that yeah yeah so a lot of this stuff has probably been in production before the pandemic like the stand you mentioned where it's like it comes out and they're like hey we got sort of a (laughs) pandemic thing over here and no one is interested uh, so that like it kind of it's kind of a shame for some of these things, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys where it's like yeah, it's not really the time. Uh, I'm just yeah, burnt out. Yeah, uh, not, not their fault. I, I don't doubt that. Fault. Like the the film and TV rights of this book probably went up for auction as soon as it came out. It's you know there and everybody loved it. It's like oh, this will be perfect. It's such a metaphor for how people deal with. Or hardship or whatever it's like yeah you couldn't have known yeah um all right well it's the same thing with next... that roland emmerich movie that moonfall moonfall like Hell someday yes. yeah moonfall. it's like if if next year the moon crashes into earth like who's right. gonna want to go see that movie now it's like well no my my grandma passed away when the moon attacked the earth and the tentacles came out of it and it turned out the moon was right. a giant Alien gonna, egg? Is that what it, the purpose I mean, is? On it, it's an egg yeah. and or a spaceship being driven by the egg. Either way, I'm going to try to time it so that I'm in the theater watching Moonfall <laughs> when the moon crashes into the earth. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, hope, it's gonna, I hope it's to a, travel through time when that it's gonna. It's going to take a lot for me to not, to not watch. see Moonfall. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, let's move on. Um, all right. Uh, next trailer is Reacher. Mm, this is the, as the in Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. Yeah, the Jack Reacher series for Amazon Prime, starring Alan Richton, who was Raphael in the new Ninja Turtles movies. He sure was. Yep. He is a he. I believe he is a textbook uh, beefcake. This he one, is right? the beefiest cake. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean. What do you guys think about this? The like the I, charisma I, of I this guy. The charisma. He's got all right charisma. He's he's. I actually think he was good as as Raphael, even though those movies aren't great. And he was also on a show called Blue Mountain State, where he was pretty funny. Um, okay, but like this movie. To I mean, this trailer. I'll say, and, and all the fandom around Jack Reacher, because the if if you paid attention to social media or the internet at all when the two Tom Cruise movies came out, the overwhelming response was Tom Cruise is not a right fit for the role because jack reacher the character is this massive physically imposing dude and so based on that and on this trailer it seems like the pitch for jack reacher is the same as clifford the big red dog in that just look at how big he is he's just yeah, the biggest at- guy look at how big he is my god yeah. what a big guy 
That's it. That's that all is... that's happening in this trailer. Is how look at this big motherfucker. He's so big. Watch it's, the show. <laughs> it's not just that Tom Cruise is too small, because like even the the writer of the books is like, well, you know, the idea is that he's like a killing machine, so technically you wouldn't have to be huge to it. But the the concept of Jack Reacher is that he's this huge. I think I've read one of the books. Is he's this huge guy and he's homeless. He just travels around like he wears like they go out of the way to say that his clothes came from Goodwill. There's even a scene huh. where they show Tom Cruise getting his clothes from like a, a used clothing store. But then he walks out in like this perfect like L.L. Bean outfit right. or whatever. It's like Tom Cruise in a tailored costume. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that was the whole thing is that Jack Reacher. The idea is the mental picture is he's this giant guy who like bathed in a sink and a gas station. Like, he doesn't care about physical possessions or about any of that stuff. And that's part of why he's dangerous. Like, he has no attachments. He has no, he just wanders around, like, solving strangers' problems and stuff. And he's that's this giant, interesting. this giant, filthy, terrifying man. It's not like a deep premise, but, and then. No, yeah, yeah. it's like Kung Fu. And the idea is he's like an ex, an ex military investigator. So he's got like all these detective skills. Um, and then like the fight scenes and stuff you see in the trailer, if you watch the Jack Reacher movies, the whole thing is that like, he's not threatened by these fights. It, it's like, you know, he's like trash talks people and it's clear he's going to win. And that's part, that's part of the, part of the appeal. Um, so here, if you aren't familiar with the books and maybe they're hugely popular, maybe that's not an issue, but it's just, this trailer is just this muscular guy punching people and then smirking about how easy the fight was. <laughs> there's like no, there's no right. tension here. Uh, <laughs> that is the, that is the premise of the trailer. Yeah. It's like the, yeah, it's the same thing they did in like Hobbs and Shaw where every, every comedy beat is like how totally invincible these two guys are and how nothing can hurt them. And it's like, well, okay. I, yeah. I guess <laughs> we're all just hanging out for two hours. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to tell some jokes or something i don't know what we're going to do for two hours yeah i guess they're it's just, just easily beating the shit out of all these guys. yeah it's fun to fun to watch them beat up bad guys i guess so and i don't know i got the same feel i like that red notice movie on netflix i don't know if you guys did an episode about that we did not no. but that was like that. one of the few movies i've seen where it was too glib even for me where it was just too like smirking and Look how easily these bad guys are defeated, and oh, I just, I guess, right? I, like, what's the point? Yeah, at that like, point, I, I feel like the trailer. Like, I, I'm fine giving the series a shot just based on what I, what you just explained to us, and like, kind of my awareness of it as as a as a book series. But like, based just on this trailer, it's like really boring. It's just like, yeah, he's this big guy. Sure, he's cool, but like, he's just slapping the bejesus out of. I mean, and it's not even like he's not doing it in like an interesting way. He's just like bulldozing people. It's not like the raid where it's this cool choreography. He's just punching people's lights out and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a bullying he's just people. A, yeah, he's just a gorilla yeah. beating the hell out of people. Yeah, because he would like your heroes to be underdogs in some sense. Right. But also he's he's hugely muscular. Like he's muscular and blonde, which Jack Reacher is described as being blonde. But he's got that Hollywood gym body where they won't allow you to have any body hair so he's like perfectly waxed and tanned so he looks like a professional bodybuilder like he doesn't look like again this big rough dude who you would run into at like a biker bar 
you know, drunk off his ass and living in his his truck. He looks like a professional. He looks like an underwear model. He looks like a guy who is, his torso looks great for a living, but that's not the character. That that guy is right. not a model. He's he's this big, filthy, terrifying dude. Like he should have scars and stuff all over him. And I don't know. It just is Hollywood scared that like women won't go see it if the guy has like body hair. I don't think that's a thing. It, it feels like yeah. that aesthetic, like that the way Chris Pratt made himself look, and the way every action star has to that that specific gym body, and I would argue possibly some steroids. That that's like the only acceptable physique now yeah and it sort of it really does ruin a lot of action because like any action that's trying to start from like the underdog uh i feel like even if it was written that way they then cast a guy like this and then it's just like oh he's just like this beautiful buff guy who clearly has never had any problems in his life right like it's just i think the only it's it's tough like the uh, i that's what i appreciated about uh the movie uh nobody where they get bob odenkirk who just like sort of looks more like a regular guy but again he's trained to kick ass in every situation so it still kind of takes that away uh i there definitely is like a lack of like you know you're diehards now where someone actually seems like they're they're having trouble yeah 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 this is this is much more like a steven seagal movie <laughs> yeah yeah it's it really is it's just never in trouble <laughs> just embarrasses every villain that that raises his hands to him All right and it's weird that they would think we would want that i, I don't know uh, see it may be though that for like a certain type of person this is their equivalent of watching like british bake-off where it's like it's like chill it's like you're not sure. stressed out watching it. You're not in, on the edgy. Although I guess in watching British Bake Off, there are some times where I'm terrified that like, it's like, oh, that's yeah, that bread bread is not going to pass Paul Hollywood. Land going to collapse strict, or something. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some. But it's but people watch it because it's it's low stakes and maybe that's maybe they've got data saying that's what kind of people want to watch. The guy somebody kind of does, he's like quipping and just, he's out there punishing the bad guys and that they don't want to see like angst. They don't want to see somebody who's like tortured. Cause that's, that's all appeal of Jack Reacher. He's not like, he's not haunted by anything. He's, he's just, though he does what he does cause he likes it. He lives that way cause he enjoys it. He's not running from anything. He's not. So I don't know. Maybe may, we may find that this is what America wants. This be like their Ted Lasso, only people constantly yeah. dying. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of into that. Ted Lasso, only he kills. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Lasso, and he carries around a, a like a like a noose. A lasso. Ted a lasso. Noose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, the next trailer is for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is the sequel. You know, yeah, with a, to that with other a, one, with a very conspicuous part one dropped in the end. So this is apparently a two part thing. Oh, at least, huh. I yeah. did not notice that. Mm-hmm. It said part one right at the end when it. Showed yeah, the title. it did. I didn't know what that meant. I assume it means it's part one of uh, at least two. Yeah, you're right. The official IMDb title is part one. Yeah. I didn't know if it was like, oh, is the YouTube right? Is this like, like, is, like the, part is this part one of, one of the trailer? <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. They basically just play a scene from the movie where uh, Gwen Stacy comes back to visit Miles, and it's like, we we need you again, Miles. Uh, And then we got to go into the Spider-Verse and fight Spider-Man 2099. Uh, I mean, I was a huge fan of the original. Uh, It looks dope. It's the same animation style it's it has the same seems to have the same tone um i'm yeah. pretty excited for this movie actually um was oscar isaac in the first one yes in the in the post credit sequence he plays Spider-Man ah. yeah because yeah, he's credited in this one mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i yeah i really liked the first one uh i almost have nothing to say about it for that reason where i'm like yeah i mean no notes yeah uh looks good what was the name of the... F- yeah. We just keep calling it the first one. What was the name of the first movie? Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. That's not different enough title-wise. This one's really. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I just put numbers going... put numbers at the end. <laughs> Give us there's, a goddamn yeah, number. Too much... I think they're going for the, the Across the, the Beatles song, Across Uh-oh. the Universe. Right. Okay. But yeah, is the next one going to be Around the around Spider-Verse? The is, it, is it all going to be things the involving in the Spider-Verse? Days. Also, what's what's going on where we have two different Spider-Man franchises doing multiverse stuff? Is that like a big part of the comics? It's just very weird that they decided to do that simultaneously. I think the the Into the Spider-Verse took that kind of really cool idea to sort of blend these disparate universe uh, universes of spider spiders men. Um, because uh, all this Marvel characters- just stole it. Well, no, for, I mean, it's a Marvel property. So, like, right. Um, you know what I mean? So, I think they just saw that and saw it work so well. And we're like, well, we could we could work that into our movies and do a whole bunch of fan service crazy stuff as well. So, I think I think it was probably that. Yeah. Because it's not like a huge part, or at least it wasn't when I was reading them a few years ago. Uh, it's not like a huge part of the comics or anything. They're just different, like, one shot or different series uh, storylines that they, they were having out that just. I don't know. There wasn't anything about connecting them, really. Right. Just seems weird. Yeah. Seems weird that they did it, and well, then I think, I think the it, live actions are like, yeah, us too. I don't, it's like, okay. I don't think it's I that guess. weird. The, the first one was like a huge success and won an Oscar, so it's not like that weird that they like looked at it and were like, well, let's do that. So. Well, it still feels weird, because it's, it's, it's not weird to make more, but it's weird that like they just... I don't know. It, it, it's You've got like, the same yeah, beats but, in the trailer of like, oh my gosh, we're interfering with other right. versions of uh, whatever the villains. This is the Green Goblin from another universe. Like it's it's like getting the ex- same explanation or whatever. Like I don't know, but I mean, I definitely want to watch all of them. So whatever. Yeah, except I think uh, this one will probably be good, and then. Far, Spider-Man Far From <laughs> Home will probably just be a fascinating mess, but we'll see. Right. Well, again, that yeah, that's even more of a case against it because it's like, yeah, we're just doing like a knockoff uh, for the live action one. I don't know. I would, it reminds me of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I would love it if in the next Spider-Man movie and in every future Marvel movie involving those characters, the reaction is always just... No, it should be fine. I mean, we beat Thanos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is nothing compared to that. So, yeah. Right, like uh, Dr. Yeah. Octopus emerging. It's like, so? Yeah. yeah. No, I, it's, <laughs> it should be. Yeah. Put my suit on the kill mode and got, then I'm good. Yeah, I've got to be somewhere at three o'clock, but it should be fine. I can, this shouldn't yeah. take that long. <laughs> it's like, oh, do you realize there's a rift in the in the multiverse? Like, 
Was it as could it kill half of everything in the universe? No. Yeah. All right then. Then what? Why are you raising your voice? Like yeah, we we beat Thanos. So yeah, I yeah. don't. This is pretty much all downhill what, from here. What could we ever? What can we possibly do to stop Electric Jamie Fox? It's like well, I think yeah, probably got that one taken. Care of. <laughs> oh gosh! Seriously, yeah. Just call like a couple Avengers now. I mean, Doctor Strange is going to be there, right? Like, Doctor Strange alone I mean, can just bend reality right, and I kill mean, all these guys. We're talking about a different movie, but yeah, it's fascinating that Doctor Strange is a character in that movie and can't just, like, fix it. He's like, isn't this what you do? Right. Like, yeah. just magic these dudes out of here. Like, what? Why are, we, yeah. why are, we, why are you making the kids do this? Yeah, I don't know, are man. Are you worried you're going to get yelled at? Just <laughs> fix it. Oh, see, I guess <laughs> I, it didn't occur to me that next year's Doctor Strange... Is has the word multiverse in its title, right? It's some yep. other. So it's him screwing up the multiverse somehow yet again. Because yeah, this one, this from the trailers, this one involves uh, not not this movie, guessing, but the, uh, the, the live action Spider Man that's about to show up. It's it's like Doctor Strange doing dimension magic and mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Yeah, I'm guessing it's like. A- direct sequel right yeah they i know they had to do a lot of rewrites and reshoots on um doctor strange 2 because of the order of which these movies were supposed movies and shows were supposed to come out kind of got oh, switched Christ. around because of the pandemic yep mm. so they had to do rewrites and reshoots on doctor strange 2 to co to match up with what happens in spider-man it's that's just movies now so yeah it's exhausting it is it's a little exhausting but anyway this movie bit. looks nice <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Any other thoughts on this one? No. All right. Let's uh, discuss this Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer. And I want to say that as we were recording, another Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing has been announced. Yeah, it's a video uh, game. Yep, by the makers of the Friday the 13th video game. So, shit. I'm into that. <laughs> Yeah, but this is the this is coming on Netflix. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> uh, it's the director of the new Evil Dead as well. Okay. Um, what is his name? Oh, the the one that came out in like 2013, or the one that's coming? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, um, Fede Alvarez. Oh wait, no, sorry, I completely take that back. This is di- directed by David Blue Garcia. Yeah, um, I don't know who that is. Uh, maybe it's pr- oh, it's produced by Fede Alvarez. Oh, okay. Um, this is uh, yeah. This director hasn't really done much. Um, I guess it's a this is a direct sequel to the seventies. It looks like it. He Leatherface looks like super old. Um, yeah. Are, is this like another case where we're ignoring sequels that were made? I mm-hmm. assume we're so. doing the I, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. I assume this stuff. was directly provoked by the Halloween reboot. So do fans just not care about that part of it? Like do do slasher movie fans that flock to this genre movie are they like do they walk in hyper aware of what part of the lore is being ignored or do they just go with it? Like do it they... really bothers me personally because in the moment we all understand what's happening. Yeah. But then add like twenty years and then it's gonna be like, I don't know what these movies are, you know, when we like start these are it feels like these movies aren't built to last anymore. Uh, which is such an old person thing to say, but you know what I mean. Where it's like you can't just like 
sit down and watch them anymore. You need like context of like, oh no, you gotta you gotta skip these and watch that one and then that one. And you have to read about what was going on at the time when the movie came out. <laughs> like, right, exactly. And it's like I don't think the these feel more like cash grabs than attempts to tell a story, I guess. Well yeah, that's all the sequels ever were. In fair yeah, that's in true. fairness. That's very true. Yeah, slasher movies were always the most cynical of all mm-hmm. franchises because each and like all of these started because they saw the money some other franchise made. And it's like, get me one of those. Slap yeah. slap me together one of those. Come up with your own. And so you're you're actually blessed when something like Freddy Krueger is so unique and has its own spin and lore and all that. Like they they could easily have just done. A crazy guy with knife hands uh, and instead of like right. trying to come up with something that sticks in your brain. Um, but yeah, they, I don't know. I, I, I says the thing about somebody who has works in horror. It, it, there's entire segments of the horror making apparatus that has very little respect for its fans where it's kind of like, ah, these people will buy anything. And it's the whole genre of like intentionally bad horror movies where it's like, ah, these people, they'll watch it ironically or whatever. They, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's that that's always, that's always bugged me. So like here, like, I don't know. It's, is there that much to be drawn from the Texas chainsaw massacre premise that we half a century that's, later we're still we can still get new stories from it is it like what do you other, like we've been we've been they've been doing reboots and remakes of texas chainsaw for like the past 15 years and not a single one of them has worked <laughs> so it's like yeah yeah that's that's <laughs> more what it is to me because like for example i think a lot of the problems with like the alien franchise is they started getting hung up on like lore mm-hmm. and prequels and stuff and origin and it's like oh just keep making alien movies you know like just keep having people get attacked by aliens yes we'll eventually get sick of it um this is that seems to be what they do with texas chainsaw massacre but i think the problem is that the original texas chainsaw massacre is sort of of its time and that's the appeal right Mm -hmm. like it's it look it's, it's, it's a cult it's classic it's grungy it's dirty it feels real diy it yeah it looks it, like a snuff film it looks like yeah. a snuff film yeah and then with the immediate sequel part two it, it it's like gremlins 2 it immediately becomes a parody of itself yes an amazing parody yeah so um and i think i think that's yeah. it like i think that's all you can do with these movies that's all you can do unless uh, here's one thing that these sequels seem to be missing although i haven't watched a lot of them in a while is like the original also had that like fucked up family scene you know the dinner scene yeah and like that that like you know the like the redneck cannibal aspect and i feel like no other film has like hit that aspect of it so like if you found a really unique thing to do that isn't just yeah the Leatherface is going to kill them and they have to get away you know like if you did more with it uh maybe but it really seems like this was a lightning in a bottle situation yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know yeah well i mean as some i mean i didn't like the halloween the new halloween movies i don't know i don't have mm-hmm. a lot i don't have a lot of don't, don't have well, a lot of expectations are, for this 
Well, it's the same as anything. It's remaking The Omen. It's remaking The Exorcist, which they're going to be doing, where it's just like, no, we, we, we really like the original. Uh, part of its appeal is that it was of its time. Exactly. Yeah. And making another is just, it's never going to be, you know, it's never going to be that. Uh, especially when it's slasher movies where it's like, you can't really continue the plot in any meaningful way. Um, the plot of this, by the way, is just... After nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. Wait, wait, wait. So I guess Leatherface was just living? He's like 78 years old? Yeah. Yeah. He's an old-ass man. <laughs> he's old, and he's apparently just been laying low. Uh, not sure why or how. Um, I'm guessing... Alice Krieg is in this as Mrs. MC, and I'm guessing she's just, like, been feeding him or something. I'm just calling it now that she's, like, the creepy of course, lady who's been harboring Leatherface. You don't cast her in a horror movie unless she's going to be some sort of villain. Uh, what, yeah. what do I know her from? She's the Borg she's Queen. She's the Borg Queen. Ah. Uh, Ghost Story. Uh, Re- uh, no, Silent Hill. Silent Hill, yeah. Yeah. She's just, like, creepy lady. She's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Leatherface. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, rather. Yeah. I, I think I saw the that the 2013 one. What was the one that um, Michael Bay produced? It, he did uh, Ch- Texas Chainsaw. It was just called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then he did like The Return, I think. And then there's Leatherface and with there's Stephen Dorff. Leatherface. And then there's like Texas Chainsaw 3D. Like there were like four or five there. In yeah, they the should probably and like mid twenty teens. Yeah, they should probably stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's move on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Next trailer is from MacGruber. Yeah, MacGruber. Is this a series? Yes, it was a it series is. on Peacock. Oh. Peacock Plus. Either of you mm. guys Peacock subscribers? Uh, I, I, peacock. I don't know. I've been known to Peacock. I actually. Uh, because of my job, I have the screeners of this show, which I was going to watch after oh! we're done recording. <laughs> well, shit. But, uh, tell, yeah, tell no, it's going it to be on Peacock. And oh, man, I fucking I love the original movie. I, I love everything the Lonely Island people do. And then, of course, Will Forte as well. Um, and then the show just looks hilarious to me. I don't Will know. Peacock let them go like full gore and nudity and stuff? I think so, yeah. I mean, I'll let you guys know as soon as I watch the uh, screeners, but mm-hmm. it seemed they put enough of that in this trailer to suggest that, yeah, it'll be pretty much just like the movie was. Yeah. But I mean, like, they put uh, Halloween Kills on Peacock. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have that service, so I didn't know if oh, they, yeah, what the, yeah, I know what the rules were, because... I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's the same as any any other streaming service, well, though, except for Disney+. Plus. Where they just kind of here's have my, whatever content on it. Here's my fear, mm-hmm. and I'm not, and I'm not saying it's going to be this, but McGruber has a very big similarity to Austin Powers, right? It's a spoof of a specific action star yes. from olden days. So I'm nervous that this will just be all the same jokes again. Uh, I do trust that they, it won't be, but I think it's just that Austin Powers hurt me. You know, it hurt me in the past. That first Austin Powers is a lot of fun. And in fact, the sequels have some fun stuff in it. Uh, but that, I, in my mind, that's the only way this could go wrong. 
Austin Powers like, had the issue, the same issue that Borat had, and that everybody was like doing that voice mm. for like the next two years after the movie. Like it became a meme, and it became like much bigger than the movie. So then trying to do a comedy sequel for now, what is like an iconic character, and everybody's worn that costume for Halloween or whatever. I think that constrains what you can do. Whereas here, I. It feels like if there was ever a situation where these guys were allowed to just get weirder and weirder, this would be it. Like a direct to streaming mm-hmm. show with probably not a giant budget, but without the pressure of having to like deliver network TV ratings. If ever there was a time when they just could keep getting stranger, this it feels like this would be it. Now I don't know that they have, but I I suspect that would be their instinct would be to just keep taking it further off the rails. Yeah, that's true. I suspect. Yeah. yeah. Part of me hopes this is like only two Oh, there there's also a MacGruber 2 announced, like a movie. So, part of me hopes this is only like two seasons and it's what you say, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder until it's no longer sustainable in a good way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't need like six seasons of this no, and like I, ongoing storylines. Yeah. I just need them to like d- just dive into the abyss. Yeah, uh, I would be surprised if this. I think it's eight, six or eight episodes. I would be surprised if this is goes more than one season, and then yeah. just goes directly into that sequel movie. But yeah, uh, the hope of of putting these guys uh, like Yorma Taconi and uh, uh, Will Forte and just the, the 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 writing team and then um, Kristen Wiig and everybody that's that's actually in it uh, on streaming is so that they can just go buck wild. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this comes out soon, too. Like, next week soon. <laughs> like, next really? Friday this comes out. Yes. That's the other kind of funny thing, is they didn't... They just sort of dropped this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we knew it was in production for a while, and then, like, a week ago, they sent out... Uh, not even a week ago. It's like, a couple days ago, they sent out screeners. Like, a week ago, the trailer dropped... And then, like, the show comes out next week. So, it's like they're dumping it all in a three-week window. Yeah, I don't wow. think I, I don't think Peacock is depending on this to be, like, their tentpole. No. Yes. Like, a, <laughs> it, it may not be on, like, the when you go to the menu, when you log in, it may not appear on that first screen when you... Right. And you really got to look for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I noticed from the trailer that the effects looked considerably worse. Like, there's, like, CGI explosions and stuff. Yeah. So I don't think they even threw them that much money. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Keep it under this amount, and you're fine. But, uh, yeah, you can get some truly good comedy that way. Because, like, the reason the Gremlins yeah. sequel is is good is because... Uh, they were kind of just like beg Joe Dante to make it. And he's like, well, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be the stupidest thing you've ever seen. Like, I, don't, I have no <laughs> desire. So here it, it's like, well, we, we want to make this. And they're like, well, we will give you some trivial amount of money, like the minimum it takes to make a show. And they're like, fine. It's yeah, like there's nothing writing on it. it they're not their careers, nothing else. Like they can just make something truly bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on to the last well, trailer. Yeah, speaking of exciting, we <laughs> saved the yeah. main event for last. Uh, this is Ray Donovan, the movie. You all were probably wondering if we were going to get to this, but yeah. of course we are. That is what it's called, too. Yeah. Like the, like the Alvin and the Chipmunks, the movie. 
Yeah. So I get. I have a question. Sure. What is Ray Donovan? What, I, what does he do? It's on Showtime. Okay. I, Jason, have you seen the show? I have not. I remember seeing an episode of it back when I had Showtime, because I and I seem to remember Ray Donovan. He worked as like a. He wasn't like a private detective, but he was like a fixer, He's like a, a fixer. crime organization okay. who would like go around, basically do whatever. It was just a very open plot type thing because he could do whatever dirty job you needed done. He could steal something for you or, you know, or retrieve documents or what, what, what you'll punish somebody that the police wouldn't. It was just kind of that, that, that classic character of you pay him, he will go do it and then complications oh. occur. And I yeah, thought, I thought he was like a lawyer. I thought it had been canceled immediately, and yeah. then found out that it actually ran for another seven seasons and eighty-two episodes over the course yeah. of like nine years. Uh, and now they're making this wrap-up movie because I guess maybe it got canceled, and they told them, "Well, we'll throw you a a two-hour like the Deadwood, like we'll throw you a movie. You can yeah, wrap, right. wrap up got... all the unanswered questions from the last episode of Radon from the TV show." Yeah, it got like canceled. I think last year, um, and they thought that I think they thought they were going to get another season, or they still anyway. It, it happened like you said, where they still had story left to tell, and this show has a a not insignificant fan base. So, right, there was a bit it. of an outcry. So, like, all right, well, we'll just give them a movie to wrap up the story, and that's what this is. And as as I Dave also clearly also hasn't seen the show, so like, I don't know about you guys, but the trailer is you know. It's kind of incomprehensible. Yeah. Yes. I get that he wants to murder so his dad, John probably, Boyd, because John Boyd sucks. This but, probably yeah, cannot be the only Ray Donovan thing you've ever seen. You probably cannot jump in with this movie. <laughs> it would be really fun to do a review of the movie, though, having not seen the show. <laughs> no I idea will say, who anyone is. <laughs> yeah. The synopsis for the show says... He can make anyone's problems disappear except those created by his own family. So clearly, like, the dad stuff is significant. Yeah. Like, I guess that's part of the plot, which is that, like, his family is, like, a problem. Uh, John Voight was in the show as well, which isn't isn't a surprise. Also, Denise Crosby was in it. Tasha Yar from, uh, sure, yeah. from Star Trek. That's cool. Are you Yar heads um, out there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm just glad Liev Shriver had something to do. Um, I, I wish he would go back. I wish he'd direct again. I remember really liking Everything is Illuminated, his only feature. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad I'm glad he's I'm glad he's secure. You know, it's just so Ray Donovan money. It's so yeah. funny because you will be I mentioned this on Twitter, but like you'll be watching a network that you're never you're usually never on. Like Lifetime, or like for me, the, the broadcast networks, I never go there except for from watching a football game. So I'll be on CBS watching like a college football game or something. And then during the ad breaks, there's all these spots for their other shows. And you realize that it's like, oh, it's this actor who I thought had died five years ago. It turns out he's in season 14 of his crime drama on CBS. Right. And I just never intersected with it because it never turns on Twitter. You know, I never, it's, it never gets reviewed in the AV club. Like, you know, all, all of these uh, SVU spinoffs and all that stuff it, it, that are still going. And it's like, oh, it's, it, okay. 
It's I'm good. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. He's still this guy. I, I always wonder what happened to him. It's like, oh, it turns out he's hugely popular among people my parents' age. Right. It's the, it's the same with like writers, in my opinion, where it's like, you know, these shows must have like 10 people doing episodes. And it's like, you know, good for those, you know, they got a, they got a gig. They're doing Ray Donovan. That's great. Um, you know, it's, it's fucking, I'm happy sure. for them. Yeah. 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 I'd write for Ray Donovan. Yeah. You know? I'd come up with it. As long as I'd, I did. I'd come up with adventures for Ray Donovan. Yeah. As long as I didn't have to watch the previous episodes, you know, I just start making just shit up. Come in cold, just start jazzing it, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, uh, all right, let's uh, let's name some more producers, Dave. All right, wait, yeah, that's it for trailers, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, big thank you to Chester's Prophet. Uh, thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Uh, thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you to Bro- Bob Grenville. Thank you to Steven. Thank you to Han Toomey, the con- confused cyborg. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you to Happy Ed 209. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank it. you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you Thank to Manischewitz Molotov says the spice must flow, comrades. Thank you. Thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnson's Time Machine Noise. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Pete Forpagel. Thank you. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. And thank you to subscribe to Jason Pargin's Substack. Mm, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Someone yeah. has actually chosen that as their... All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, well, it we... is Jason Pargin, P-A-R-G-I-N is the last part, dot substack.com. By the way, it, subscribing to it, it doesn't cost anything. You just literally... You just go there and you get it in your email inbox. It's not, yeah. there's no hurdles. You don't actually have to do anything. It's completely free. So subscribe. Subscribe. Jason Pargin's stuff. All that does, it means you'll get a message in your inbox to let you know when I've written something. That's all that does. It doesn't, I'm not selling mm-hmm. your email to anybody. But, but you could. But you by could, the way, it's your power. I realize mm-hmm. we've been recording for an hour and a half now. I, I've listened, obviously, to the other episodes of this show that you do with other guests, and I know they don't go this long. I cannot tell what they're doing differently, that they're able to get through this so efficiently, where somehow <laughs> mine are literally twice as long. But I don't feel like I, I'm monologuing for 20 minutes at a time. I, I, don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing differently. I don't know. You're fine, though. It's a delight. People <laughs> always are excited for the long ones. Well, yeah. this is the last um, one you're going to do. This like You're going to go into the holidays. People are going to be short on stuff true. to listen to because they're going to be exactly. in. Exactly. Oh, it was the last one for the holidays. I should have sang. Okay, raindrops keep falling on my head. All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> people are going to be yeah, listening to this can... in airports while their their flight's been delayed, and they've now got to kill four hours. Like, Yeah, you're keeping them company. We're doing a service. People yeah. in sitting uh, in traffic outside of freaking Houston or where, whatever they're trying to drive to, and they're stuck and because there's been an accident. Anyway. They'll have this. They get they'll to have, listen to us. You can listen to this twice, and then you'll be there. You'll be there. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be there soon, okay? <laughs> all right. All right. So apparently, uh, yeah. You, all right. Go, you go, Dave. You go. I was, I was just going to say that apparently Tom Holland is going to play Fred Astaire in a biopic sure. about- Fred Astaire. Why would And he? you know, yeah, he looks like enough like Fred Astaire. Also, he's a little he's a little dancing son of a bitch. Like he played Yeah. He's, he's star- he started out playing Billy Elliot on um on stage, I think. Like he started as he started his career as a dancer. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that the script came in. He hasn't read it. <laughs> I feel like he's young enough. He's new enough that people are just like, you're doing this. And he's like, all right. Yeah, fine. I feel like he's the kind of guy that will just like get a script. You want to be Fred Astaire? Yeah, sure. I'll be Fred Astaire. Yeah. <laughs> he's just up for he's it. He's just excited to do it. I don't know. It would be, like you said, uh, he was like, he's, he's going to play Fred Astaire in a biopic about Fred Astaire, which checks. It would be weird if he was going to play Fred Astaire in a biopic about like Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, but I would watch that too. Yeah. Or about like Hulk Hogan. Oh my god. I would watch that. Uh yeah. That that these are all these are all good good ideas, right? Yeah. Uh any other thoughts on this? I really I don't know like I uh, Fred Astaire. Was he uh in Ghost Story? Yes, he's the one in Ghost Story. All right, I hope they do his Ghost Story era. Yeah, his, uh, it's ju- the 1981 the, Ghost Story. The film is just about the making of Ghost Story. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. What is Ghost um, Story? Is this have you done an episode a, about it? It's a No, we haven't. We watched it on stream and it's like a movie that's like personally important to me and Dave for some reason. But yeah, I I Real, I've saw it a while ago, and I really enjoy it. It's a '80s horror movie. Yeah, it's based on a Peter Straub novel. Uh, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's got it's Fred Astaire. Fine. In it? It's it's Fred it's, Astaire's final film. Yeah. And they killed uh, him about, on camera. They did. They the did. controversial <laughs> choice they made. Mm-hmm. They, that's why it's, it's called a, Ghost Story. They turn him into a ghost in front of our yeah. eyes. Had he had Featuring to film Creek. the ghost parts <laughs> first, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it, this is the type of movie that if I was a young actor that I'd like to think I would do and that you would get to like, because he'll have to like train to do, to dance like Fred Astaire. Yeah. And I would do like biopics of like famous guitar players because then you spend six months learning to play guitar. Like where you, you use it as an excuse to do, to learn to do something really cool. That'd be neat. Mm. Now, again, in reality, I realize listeners, I would not actually do that. I like to, I would like to imagine myself as the type of person <laughs> who thinks that way, who is like, yeah, this will be, you know, I'll, I'll learn how to do this thing. Yeah. Cast me as a yeah, surfer. I mean- I'll learn how to surf. It'll be cool. Right, like being cast in a movie is the only situation I could think of where I would legitimately learn how to tap dance, and even then, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's that, or like if you went to jail, shooting, and I'd be like, I'd have to pull the producer inside, and be like, all right, look, um, I didn't go to any <laughs> of the classes, <laughs> so uh, I know, I know, I said I did, but I didn't. I so. super didn't. Yeah. So you're gonna want to get in a dance double or something. <laughs> You're gonna have to handle Is Greg, this. Gregory Hines still alive? Oh, he's not. He's not. Okay. Um, shoot. <laughs> shoot. All right. Let me think for a second. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably never gonna see this movie, but oh, I, I hope it's will. good. I probably will. I just I'm looking at Fred Astaire's filmography and realizing that Ghost Story is literally the only movie I've seen of his. Uh, so maybe I should, I don't know, watch don't know, some maybe, of those. Maybe it'll be like another Chaplin. Yeah. Chaplin's pretty I do, good. I do like Chaplin. Yeah. I hate um, biopics. I, 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 for some reason, this is the one genre of film I can't get into. It's like, if I want to see the story of this person, I'll just watch like a really well-made documentary. 
Like yeah. I would much more yeah. readily watch that thing they made on the Beatles with actual footage than watch somebody make a two hour movie about the Beatles lives where it's all just, you could clearly watch it and see where it's been dramatized. They've invented a villain for them. They've tried to make their lives fit into a neat three act structure. It's like, Oh, here's their low point. And it's like, well, but in rea- reality, it actually wasn't that low, but they're trying yeah. to, they're playing it up for the movie because it doesn't work as a movie. Otherwise, they always get nominated for Oscars every time they come out. It it's uh, I don't know. I've never seen. They're always seen kind one of anticlimactic. Well, they start. I don't know. They're they all in. They all fundamentally start from the wrong place, which is we have to make a movie about this person. Does it matter if their life is interesting? No, we're just we're gonna make a movie. I like the approach of like. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, uh, uh, but uh, I like the. Theoretically, I like the approach of like being the Ricardos or like Pablo Larian, uh, who did like Jackie and then most recently Spencer, where it's like it's not a movie about their entire life. It's a movie about a very specific event. Um, right. I think that's probably the better approach. But yeah, otherwise, I'm I still like biopics, but I definitely feel the same way as Jason. If there's like I would much rather watch a really well made in depth documentary about true life events or about a person's life than to watch the dramatization of it because yeah it's I want I want to watch the the real thing you know yeah who what was the um the Ed Wood Johnny Depp the I can't remember Ed who Wood. filmmaker yeah the Ed Wood like that was the one biopic that I've liked but. It also was just entirely fictionalized. Like, the, right. the, like, do people who watched it, do they realize that the real Ed Wood wasn't, he wasn't that childlike goofball. That was a joke for the movie. Like, that was the joke. Like, imagine if Ed Wood actually had this attitude about filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the real guy. He, it, it's, he was just this. Uh, yeah, I... I really respect it, though. Uh, one of the reasons I like that movie so much is like he was just like, well, I'm just going to make an Ed Wood movie about Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and imagine that was a delight. Ed Wood is this guy who thought he was making the greatest movies in the world, and he didn't. Uh, like, you can watch interviews with the actual Ed Wood, or you can watch him in his own movies. Like, he didn't have that pattern of talking. That was all invented by Johnny Depp to be funny, and it was. Like, that's why people remember it. But they only remember it because they deviated from the real guy's life. But... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, I feel the same way about all. It, it, it's it's like it's just fictionalized enough t- to annoy me because it's not real, but it has to adhere to real life just enough for it to not be interesting as a movie because real life doesn't play out in neat little chapters, and they always exaggerate like the rags to riches aspect of it. Uh, you know, and even like in Purple Rain, like Prince had to give himself an abusive father when his real father was this musician who like co-wrote songs with him and helped him and was extremely supportive along the way. But it's like, well, that doesn't that doesn't work in a movie. You've right. got to you have yeah, to be an, you have to be an underdog. Just, you need a three act structure. Like, you need like, like yeah. yeah, it's like disappointing scene. Uh, like Eminem's real childhood home and realized it was much, much nicer than the home I grew up in. in right. Detroit. It's like, Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Um, we, we probably don't need to talk much about this. Yeah, uh, Kevin Feige, Charlie Cox, uh, for the reason Jason you're saying, which is that, yeah, Kevin Feige just said like, yeah, I suppose if daredevil came back, it'd be played by Charlie Cox. I do think he's being coy. I think, 
he's in uh, he's probably the in, next spider-man he's probably in spider-man but yeah it's, oh it's, i think they're all okay see i didn't i didn't is that why because this was trending all day yeah was, there was like some leaked yeah. pictures also like uh you know uh vincent d'onofrio is tweeting like i think i think there's like i heard they're like hinting at it in in hawkeye right uh, i i think i think they're about to dump daredevil on us yeah like uh, i think uh, for the last uh, episode of Hawkeye that aired this week, they teased somebody who is probably Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. Uh, yeah. And then they'll probably drop Charlie Cox. Or if they don't. But either way, the, the news story was that Kevin Feige was asked point blank if Charlie Cox would come back as Daredevil. And he couched his answer. He was like, well, if we bring Daredevil into the MCU, it will be Charlie Cox. Yeah. And a lot of places I, I, ran with that as Kevin Feige confirms Charlie Cox will return as Daredevil. I was like, well, no, that's not what he said, but yeah, he probably will. The, the clickbait website's straight up wrote it up like you're getting a daredevil movie with yeah, the, right. the netflix Dare, daredevil think, guy yeah i do think disney plus is gonna pick it up sure uh, why i they? i i really enjoyed daredevil so that's like part of why i'm so pumped for this stupid spider-man is because of these rumors and i'm like yes please let's get it let's get, it, get, get daredevil in, in the get, mix get jessica jones in there oh my god i'd love that and luke cage I uh, can, can take or leave Iron, Iron Fist, Fist. <laughs> but like, yeah, that would be great because those that was a really good like, you know, uh, a little offshoot of Marvel, yeah. and I wish they bring it back. And they they took place within the MCU, like they would have they would mention the Avengers movies yeah. and stuff. So it's like, it oh wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't even need the multiverse to explain them anyway. It was just the Netflix thing, and speaking of Netflix, yeah, uh, Cowboy Bebop has been canceled. Yeah, that is than the, a month after it premiered. I, that is, I the didn't even have time to watch I've it. Ever, yeah, I've not watched it yet. I saw those trailers and thought, well, at least they've made some bold choices here, and then just heard people being mad about it. The show, mostly, yeah. yeah. I, I never saw the anime. I was interested in this show, but I haven't watched it yet, and now it looks like it's gone. Anyway, so. Right, that's Jeez. the thing. I, I have, n- I have nothing. Co- like, I, I, I got no connection to Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I, I've seen a few episodes and it, you know, of the original, and it was like that looks good. And this honestly did look kind of appealing, and I do feel like over time it might have found a fan base. So, like, I get why people would be mad. Um, I got that's it. That's I, I that's the extent of my opinion on this, though. I really do wonder. This is this is the extent of my opinions. I wonder because every time I log into Netflix, it was always on their top ten for the yeah. day, and it, of course, it, Netflix self-reports. So who the hell knows how many people were actually watching it? So I wonder, is this a case of people weren't watching it, or because man, they waited longer than this to cancel that obviously terrible Josh Dumal superhero show, uh, whatever that was called. I don't remember what what you're describing. So yeah. Um. Jason, do you remember the show I'm talking about? I think you wrote about how it like looked weirdly cheap, like the costumes. Look oh my god, cheap. I'd already forgotten about it. Oh Jesus like, Christ, what was it called? Hold on, I'm like, gonna try to find out. I want to say like Jupiter was in the name of it or something. Is it Jupiter uh, Sons or something? Something like, like that. Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy. Okay. Yeah, because so even that like lasted longer than this. So I wonder if they canceled it because of people being mad on the internet rather than God, it's, actual, it's actual viewership. I, okay, Do you think they so trumped I that hope, kind of thing? 
I'm sure they do. It's all an algorithm, so they, Ju- they try to predict yeah. what people Jupiter's are interested in. Legacy. All I can remember, if either of you guys are can do a Google image search of the phrase Jupiter's legacy, <laughs> the guy in white had that polygonal crotch. Like mm-hmm. he had a crotch that was square for some reason. He had like a cod piece that was like like he was a Nintendo sixty four character. I mean that's dope. I like that. <laughs> but all of the like all of the costumes had this weird cheapness to them, and his looked like his. Yeah. He had like a folded up piece of cardboard as his loincloth. That is strange. His, Why is? Damn. And my eyes just are drawn right to it, which maybe that's my problem. Uh, no, it's very noticeable. Like, it's, yeah, it's everybody's problem. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at it now. It creates problem. a shadow. He's got like a flat dick. It's like a flat. Right. It's line. like his dick is a paperback novel. Yeah, it's weird. So anyway, yeah. It, now is this show, this Jupiter's Legacy? Google in my course of me searching this guy's polygonal cock, it has come up and told me they're doing a season two of it. Am I wrong about that, or is that just oh, is that just clickbait? That can't be possible. <laughs> Let's look. Um, reception. I don't know, man. All I know is, yeah, I, I feel like Netflix, they wouldn't cancel Cowboy Bebop for the internet, because isn't the whole point, like, we don't care if you like it or hate it. What matters is you're watching it. So even if people are hate watching it, they're watching it. And so I don't know. I don't know how Netflix makes any money. So maybe it's like it doesn't matter if everybody's watching it, if they're not like. It got coverage. It got, I don't know, it, man. People talked about it. Like people had to watch yeah. it because it, it, people discussed it to death. Even if they were if only, mad about it, it got attention. So you would think right. there's no risk in playing the long game and seeing if it finds its audience or there's a slow build. Like think about how many TV shows kind of floated around for years before they found like breaking bad, breaking bad bombed its first season. Right. Like it's slowly built buzz, but it's man, this is really fast. And it makes me wonder if there's not like maybe behind the scenes stuff where the creator of the show was, I don't know. Uh, yeah, out something, or, or, something. or they demanded he didn't make the second season on like half the budget and he just walked and they just pulled the plug or something. Yeah, maybe. Know. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility where they're like, OK, everybody seems to not like because it is like kind of everything I saw about it. The clips and stuff were like somewhat repellent. So maybe people aren't weren't actually watching it maybe people saw stuff online were like oh no never mind because again i I never watched it not even out of morbid curiosity so i don't know man yeah maybe there was behind the scenes stuff that that would make sense Mm. well Uh, it's a shame for cowboy people yeah it is kind of a shame i don't know yeah, I, I don't know why I'm sad, but I am. I think it's because John Cho, I like, I like him. I like John Cho. I like that it was sort of what we were talking about with the Wachowskis earlier, where this was like really bold. Like it was, yeah. it was making some bold choices, at least from what, yeah. all, the, all the footage that I saw of it. So it was really trying to be something outside the box or, or, or different. And mm-hmm. I don't know. May, I mean, it might be terrible. I haven't watched it. <laughs> so it might be terrible. If it's terrible, then sure. I think translating anime is a challenge because I think there are certain things and certain tropes and certain ways of 
I, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to come off like I'm ignorant of the genre. Like there's things that there's certain certain things that don't. It's the same thing when you watch like Disney do the live action remakes of their cartoons. Mm-hmm. And it's there are certain things that suddenly seem joyless or they really seem awkward. And it's clearly they it's clear they kept it from the cartoon. But it's like, yeah, but that was a very specific animation thing. Like the energy mm-hmm. is totally different when it's in live action. And with anime, it's even more like these are very distinct. This is a very distinct medium. And so I don't know. I think a lot of that stuff when trying to translate it to something live action that captures the same feeling, I think you can, to somebody that didn't watch the original, it's just like, well, well hell, there's that, the last um, Airbender. They, Oof. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Like some of what was weird about that was a, a filmmaker who was not up to the task trying to translate like well i've got all these things i want to capture from the the animation it's like man that's not in that's not a one-for-one trip like some of that stuff staging action is totally different in the world of animation yeah it yeah it doesn't necessarily translate yeah there's yeah i mean there's also an additional wrinkle where like it's storytelling is different uh in japan like it's not mm-hmm. or, like it's not they tend to not be structured the same way as like an American movie. Uh, right. So it, I don't know. It's just that there's a lot of things you have to account for. A uh, so huge it's... understatement. Yeah. Of, especially <laughs> when you watch an, an anime series and you realize that they've done like 400 episodes. You're like, wow, I wonder how they got 400 episodes of adventure out of these characters. It's like they didn't. There's a <laughs> lot of filler in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's. Well, if you guys feel bad for John Cho, I just looked it up, and he is attached to the untitled Star Trek sequel, which, uh, damn. Sure. <laughs> Didn't know they were still doing yeah, that. Yeah, they're thinking about <laughs> it. They're thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, give us another Harold and Kumar. <laughs> sure. Like, I, w- I will be, I would be so into that. Uh, should we talk about this last thing? But Chris Hemsworth's first look of extraction. Too. I just pasted sure, this. Uh, I pasted this into I, the doc because I knew that, without, that Tom had such a fondness for yeah. that iconic, the iconic <laughs> character of Tyler Rake. Tyler and, Rake. Yeah. And his, without uh, clicking on it, I'm guessing the picture looks like Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah, it it's looks a, like Chris Hemsworth in in tactical gear on the outside of like a Siberian train. Yeah. Good for him. It's yeah, snowing, and- snowing where they are, and there are probably several beaten up children lying on the ground, yeah. out of just, <laughs> just out of just frame. A, a trail of ruined children behind him as he pummels them into submission. Them off the train. For those of you who don't know what we're referencing, the, the first extraction, which I realize you probably don't, because that movie kind of just came and went. The Netflix original extraction starring Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I had yeah. a scene where he beat the piss out of several children. <laughs> And it was delightful. It was yeah. incredible. It's about 30 seconds, and he beats those kids' asses, man. Yeah. They never, it's had, really, they never had a chance. <laughs> it's really the only part you need to watch. <laughs> I don't uh, remember uh, anything. And in fact, I till right this moment, I thought he died at the end of that movie. He does. I, he did. I distinctly well, he, remember they, him being dead at the end. And I, They make it a little they, ambiguous at oh, the end. Okay. They tease it. They tease oh, it, but okay. he, he, kind of, he pretty much dies at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, feel like uh, it's one of those things where they, you got the dramatic death scene, but also yes. without the inconvenience of not being able to use the character anymore. Like they squeezed all exactly. the drama out of his dying heroically, they, but also he didn't. 
Yeah, they play his death out for a couple of scenes, and then the very last shot is the kid climbing out of a pool and looking off in the distance and seeing a silhouette that is probably Chris Hemsworth, and then the movie ends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have their cake and eat it. They they have their Chris Hemsworth and bring him back to life too. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to do with that. Uh, let's name some more. No, but it's, that is a trope, trope that has been around <laughs> since you know who started it, the Bible. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. You got that's the heroic. True. You got Jesus sacrificing himself. And it's like, oh no, it was he's actually still alive. It's like okay, it, it's yeah, like well, stick with your for the sequel. Stick with your original decision. It's like anyway. Listen, uh, they, 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 that's a that's that that's a franchise that prints money, Jason. They were never going to let Jesus <laughs> stay dead. Mm-hmm. Man, with the risk of drawing this out more, I just want to announce that the new Guy Ritchie movie has a trailer that we forgot to put in this. Oh yeah, he is churning them out. Wrath of Man just came out. Yeah, what uh, was his last wow. m- movie? Uh, he did Wrath of Man. That was that early was, this year. Yeah. And now he's this movie, Operation Fortune, is coming out January 2022, like Soon. in a month. Yeah. Also starring Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. I can't wait. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen the trailer. Can't wait. All right. Should we think produce? We should. We should. <laughs> All right. Um, boy, big thanks to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Uh, thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist how sure hell satan thank you to vincent thank you to rev md thank you to lauren gucci thank you to bootler Bootleson. thank you to tux thank you to ricky cilantro thank you to norm from cheers thank you to space mick nolte all right let me jump in here thank you to oh great it's Do that it. guy thank you to nolan Mayton. thank you thank you to andrew thank follow you. marina on twitch and patreon at heartfist brain mcguire thank you thank you to aj thank you thank you to tip drizzle Thank you. Thank you to Burrito Mouth. Thank you. Thank you for the thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Always. And also thank you for the ghost of Dave Thomas. <laughs> uh, you know who you are. Uh, thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank, thank you. to Christopher Robert Sparks Esquire. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank and you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Thank you, Pie Guy. Dave, we're at the two hour <laughs> mark. I'm not going to do the bit. Tell us what your fucking movies are that deserve more hype. Yeah, you know, I I was I was scared we were gonna like go short for this episode. Uh-huh. Uh So I brought two movies that oh, deserve you more hype. Perfect, magnificent bastard. <laughs> the first one is called Death to Metal. This is already out. It came out this week. Uh huh. Um, it is a it is about a priest who hates who talks about like how heavy metal music is the music of Satan who uh, ends up getting killed or getting mutated by radioactive goo, turning into a monster, and now he's just killing a bunch of uh, metal fans at, like, a concert. That's it. It looks like it's got a lot of weird practical effects, a lot of gore, you know, very, like, grindhouse-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first one. What do you guys think? Um, I'm good. I think this is on Shudder. I, like, I feel like I saw this in my queue when I was scrolling through movies the other night. So yeah, I'll probably watch this. We're pro. Yeah. I'm pro. Jason, are you pro pro or against? Um, this might be a little too low budget even for me, but I, Mm -hmm. it's clear that, uh, 
Like, this guy clearly is making movies as, like, a hobby, right? Like, he's not a full-time filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But, no, yeah, this is, I don't know, it feels like a distinctly, like, 80s era, because, like, is is metal even still a, a, a thing? But that's that's why is it's it even that's, something that they're yeah. still concerned with the church. Are I'm guessing this takes. Metal? Yeah, I'm guessing this takes place in the 80s. Yeah, I assume. Uh, but yeah, there's no way to. Know. I think the aesthetic is supposed to be like this is the type of like you direct a VHS thing you would have seen, where right. like the a very over the top, uh, centurious bad bad guy because back you know back in the tipper gore era when they were putting the labels on albums and all that stuff yeah i think it's always a delight when metalheads get murdered in slasher films Mm -hmm. uh i just i like that aesthetic i think it's funny and i think metalheads like it too because metalheads like slasher films no doubt so like yeah i think it works um okay but the second second movie uh, and we foreshadowed this last week is called Amityville in the Hood. Oh, uh, this no. is coming out on VOD on the tenth. That's today. That's the day you're listening to this. Uh, it is the movie we talked about. It is a sequel to the Amityville horror, uh, it where is not, someone it is not that. <laughs> they they like, did not have any rights to that franchise. I guarantee you, they have no legal right to it's. There's no if way. You, if you just look <laughs> at was, how many Amityville movies there are, just on IMDb, there are so there's like Amityville Shark House. Amityville there's over Clown. twenty. There's so yeah. many listeners. But listen, the, the trailer that that he put into the doc has 205 <laughs> views <laughs> at the moment of this. Like either, anyone on this podcast could put up a video of one of our pets onto YouTube right now, <laughs> and by tomorrow it would have more than 205 views. Yeah, yeah. I'm not criticizing. About- I'm just saying that I refuse to believe that the people that made this movie for an audience of 200 people somehow have the rights to the Amityville franchise, oh, which is they absolutely don't. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody does. That's right. the thing. It's oh, okay. uh, it's this thing where like again, we're we're not lying. There's like 20 Amityville movies. Um, there's so many. I was shocked to see that they actually filmed a house that looks like it. Because I know the original house, they uh, they they like got rid of the windows because they were sick of people showing well, yeah. up there. Uh, Jason, how how many movies do you think this director made this year? <laughs> I I don't. It does. It seems like these are not a ton of time goes into these. But even if they're shot very quick and dirty, the editing takes forever. You you guys have both edited video before, right? Like editing a feature length mm-hmm. film takes a long time, no matter how low your budget or whatever. So I can't fathom. Has he made three movies this year? The answer is eighteen movies. No. <laughs> yep, they're all movies like this. Ebola Rex is one of them. Sure. Uh, Hell sure. of the Screaming Undead. Uh, they're all like a lot of them are knockoffs. That is his average. He made like 20 in 2020. He made 20 more in 2019 and so on and so forth. Oh, he's killing he just, it. yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm assuming he makes a very little amount of money each film and is comfortable because of how many he makes. Uh, yeah, this for people who don't know, it's about weed that's grown in the Amityville property. That is haunted weed that is yeah, brought to Compton. Haunted weed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that's what it is. It's not good. 
Yeah. I'm just going to say that it's not good. But if you're looking for some like sh- like some schlock, some some real real bullshit to put on someday, maybe consider Amityville in the hood. Uh it's it's I'm sure you'll get like a few laughs from it. Maybe, I hope. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it looks uh, it, it looks terrible. That's my Dave. Pitch. It looks terrible, Dave. I don't know why yeah. you did this. I don't know, to hurt you guys. I wanted to hurt you. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's made other Amityvilles. He made Amityville Clown House, which that's got to be good, right? Yeah, sure. I'm going to watch that as soon as we stop recording. <laughs> Fucking Clown House. Put it in front of yeah. my face. Yeah. So I'm I clown what house. I'm going to do instead is Google what the deal is like the legal rights to that <laughs> franchise and the likeness of the house. Mm-hmm. Like did it become public domain the way with the uh Dawn of the Dead or whatever. Maybe, uh, it was Night, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. trademarked or something. Yeah, it it, due to I a paperwork like mistake. Well, I have a I have a suspicion is that Amityville is maybe just the name of a real... Right, I think like, you can't trademark Amityville, and there are certain things they can do to get away with it. Like, they could they can use windows that look like those windows, but they can't use the actual picture of the house or something. Right. Huh. Interesting. I mean, to um, be clear, this guy is 100% depending on whoever owns the rights, just not bothering. Not suing him, yeah. <laughs> because there's no money to be claimed. It's more like yeah, a fan well, like a fan fiction thing where it's like you're not going to bother suing somebody for writing a thing on Wattpad about Harry Potter having sex with... The, right. Uh, it should be noted there are over 30 Amityville movies, yeah. or movies based around Amityville, mm-hmm. including one called... Amityville Vibrator, which, my goodness, got to see that. Yeah, throw it into the clown house pile. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it, Dave. Yeah, we'll get gonna to it. We're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of getting to it, we have got the end of the episode. That's it. That's a song. Woo! Woo! We've done it at long last. Well, is this truly the last, your last episode of the year? If so, we need to wish everybody happy holidays. And all that. But if you're going to turn around and do another one next week, then it'll just sound stupid. No, we're. This is it. This is okay. it. This, this is, it. is it. So yeah, gets. Let's happy your holidays, you, you fools. Ha- happy holidays. Have a great new year, Jason. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, would you like to plug something? Would you like to tell the world something? Mm-hmm. What is your message? Yes, my to everyone. The only source of income is my books. <laughs> the last book, <laughs> uh, Zoe punches the future in the deck is out in paperback and also ebook, audiobook, whatever whatever format. Hardcovers you can probably still find somewhere. It's out. Uh, there'll be another book next year, next fall. Another in the John and Dave series. Um, but right now, yeah, that book, any any books of the readers for your life, all of my books are well-reviewed. They will are sure to like all of them unless they are not fans of the extremely specific style of humor that I do. Which is most people, to be fair. So <laughs> if they are, if they enjoy these podcasts, they will probably enjoy my books. I think that's fair. Right. That, is, yeah, that, yeah, is, yeah. that is an accurate thing to say. Everybody check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave, why don't you tell them something? Yeah, I'll tell them about uh, the movie um, 5G Zombies by the director of Amityville uh, <laughs> in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Also about our um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You can go on there. You can find exclusive podcasts for just $5 a month. You have access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's a Maniac, Star Trek The Nukes Futurama, and Spielboys. Check it out. Oh, yeah. That's we'll- it. 
<laughs> we also have a store. Head over to GameForTheUnemployed.com where you find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. You check goobers. it out. You goobs. Hope you, yeah, hope you enjoyed your holiday commute. Yeah, I hope you got there. <laughs> Did you get there? Yeah. I hope you got there. <laughs> all right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.